Hey, 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 welcome to another episode of Grinding True Crimes with your host, well, temporary host, Todd Fox and Big Renee. We are one person short. Yeah, we are. Yes. Where is he? Maddie Maddie's usually on the show. He's on Roman restrictions. <laughs> As you all know, this has been a trying time for the government and the world in general. So we're just here to provide some content. So if you happen to be listening, we hope you enjoy. Uh, we're going to have one case here for you today. And we're also going to have another episode um, after that. So first off, let me just get off to the business real quick. And uh, if you want to find us on Facebook, we would love for you to like us there and to subscribe there as well. It's uh, under HTTPS uh, colon slash slash www.facebook.com Boy, that was a mouthful. Yeah, that's not over. <laughs> slash uh, Grinding True Crime. Slash. That's the easy way to do the link to so just click over us. Or you can just search us up under Grinding True Crimes at Facebook. I should be so. Yeah, uh, it was. And hopefully by next week, we'll be able to locate locate uh, Maddie. Yes. <laughs> we need to get back on the show. We desperately miss him. We didn't do a show uh, show on our Brian's episode too. Uh, we have the Brian'sPodcast.com uh, where we uh, also do stuff on Facebook. We go live, we do a live show there usually every Wednesday. We do this Wednesday, so <clears throat> we're just gonna roll with this one. It's gonna be me and Big Renee. So, any comments before we start? I just want to kind of pitch you what the story's gonna be. <laughs> okay, well, let me get into it then. Yeah. <laughs> so this is where again we're gonna I'll be telling a story to uh, Renee for the first time. Hopefully you have, you haven't heard this as well, so it'll be new to you. And hopefully I tell it right. Let us know where we make mistakes, questions, comments, concerns. Hit us up. You know what to do. <clears throat> this case is Chris Marquis. So born in 1981, 17-year-old Chris Marquis lived with his mom in Fairhaven, Vermont, small town of all small towns. Pretty small, I don't even know that. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, suburb. It's about like a, about 100 miles or so outside of New York, East New York. Um, they lived in a small house, like a small two-bedroom old-style house from like the 50s. But strangely enough, 100 feet, we're talking 100 feet, less than a football field from the police station. Mm-hmm. So like it's right there. Yeah. You can fart and the cops can hear you. So they'll be like, who did that? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go investigate Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Marquis had a passion in high school uh, for for uh, high-end equipment, CD radio equipment. You know what CDs are, right? What is it? It's those things where they go like breaker, breaker. You know, I got you got a fuzz on your. Oh, like, like a for like truckers. Exactly, there's a trucker thing. Big in the 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. So this this story does take place in the 80s. So obviously CDs were at their height. Oh, okay. And uh, <clears throat> he had a lot of this equipment. For a family, who, for a mother who was out of work, uh, he had a lot of high-end equipment, um, you know, which his mom usually paid for in quotes and air quotes. Mm-hmm. So um, he had a lot of this stuff. That was his passion. He liked to build, repair, and sell, and also a trade. He's like a, hand, he's like a handyman and then sell it off. Radio equipment, yes. <clears throat> so he had a, a genetic condition too. Uh, for uh, Chris here, he had a genetic connection uh, condition that was making him lose his eyesight, uh, and uh, eventually, you know, like at nighttime, would make him legally blind. 
Like so, like his eyesight was failing. He was only 17 years old. Yeah. So at some point, you know, his as he, as he would get older, he would probably go go all the way blind. That sucks. Yeah. So um, he was expecting he was going to be blind one day. His mom felt justified in spoiling him, buying him equipment, whatever he wanted. And so Marquis was more of like one of those secluded kids, stayed in the house all day for the most part. Like a hermit. Yeah, like a hermit. He actually, um, the, people actually wondered how they were able to get all this equipment, how the mom was able to buy all this equipment for him. Mm -hmm. And uh, rumors started swirling around town because it's a small town that yeah, that everybody, they, everybody knows everybody. Yeah, pretty much. So they were they were swirling around that possibly they were prolific shoplifters, like they were shoplifting a lot, that selling the stuff, and that she would get the money to pay for them. So they were like, as soon as they would. As soon as they would grab it, they would do what they need to do to tinker with it and sell it off again. Like, yeah. So that way, the trick it wouldn't be left without a trace. Or they would shoplift uh, jewelry or stuff like that, sell it, and then you get the money for it. And he would, or she would be able to buy him the, the stuff. Because remember back then, dude, like VCRs was like VCRs were like, like three hundred bucks. Because I remember our first VCR we paid for it was like maybe five hundred bucks. It was expensive, yeah. dude. It was a big thing. Yeah, it was. So uh, we're talking about CB radios, more of a technical thing, where like the equipment we have for our podcast is like 400 bucks. You know, that stuff back then, CB was probably like a thousand dollars or something. Yeah, this would this would have been like it's all pitching. <laughs> yeah, to, to get this, pretty much, dude. So in January of '98, uh, the rumors were were swirling a lot to the point that uh, they were justified one day. When the police, the local police, picked up the mom and son shoplifting, so people's intuitions were right. Rumors, mm -hmm. and um, obviously they both got off of probation, but it kind of like made everyone be like, okay, don't trust them. Yeah. You know I mean? So they had a bad rep in the uh, uh, in the area. Mm -hmm. uh, in the area of Vermont, uh, that Marquis had, he he was so secluded, he was. Uh, kind of popular in a way only on the CB radio network because he had the best equipment. Yeah. His reach was far. So that's what he was. Yeah, and he would troll truck truck drivers. Oh, he, a prankster. And, and his signal, yeah, his signal strength was, was huge. So he reached a vast area and he was able to get to, you know, hack into other truck drivers' communications yeah. and just call names. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was the original troll, dude. Oh, my. This guy was just... Or giving him probably wrong directions. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. He was just being a dick. Playing <laughs> simple, dude, right? So this guy is already, like, his, his trolling uh, skills were... like a good guy. Yeah, right? He's someone that would hang out with us. <laughs> so he would often harass and make fun of the uh, people, uh, their names, their CV handles. Uh, he would just interfere with all kinds of stuff to where people knew him as being that, you know, mm -hmm. just being that way. Um, he also uh, uh, had, a, had a bad reputation for making fun of people at school and spreading rumors to the point where Marquis got his butt kicked on several occasions at school uh, to also the point where he dropped out. It got so, too, so bad, he dropped out. If you saw pictures of him, I'll post it on our page. He looks, he looks, uh, he, he does look like a long one. Yeah, he was by himself. Yeah, time. yeah, he looks, he looks like he could be a jerk. He had this smirk about him. There's a few of those in high school. <laughs> yeah, there's always a few of those, right? <laughs> um, 
Marquis also, and this is a, you know, this is in the 90s, so late 90s. Marquee, and this is when the internet didn't have your PayPal, it didn't have trusted sites to where you ship money, and you get screwed over, they could trace it back, they could refund you the money, you can open up a case, whatever, right? Yeah. The internet was just like, hey, free reign. If you're selling something, you buy it on you, type deal. Yeah. Right? So, Marquis, with all that equipment he had, his passion, instead of being local, he took it up to the internet. And so Marquis uh, started selling stuff in chat forums and, uh, and trading equipment. And so he would make deals, fix stuff for, for, for people. But Marquis wasn't also the best person at communicating or giving what he promised or going through with his promises. So some deals he would make, he would make good uh, transactions, mm -hmm. but in a lot of them, people sent him equipment to be either fixed and he'd send them back something different. Or they or he, they purchased something and he'd give them something inferior. And so he, he, was, was, ripping, he was ripping them off. Yeah. And so he did this on several occasions. At the same time, as much of a loner as he was and had no skills with chicks, he actually met a girl online <clears throat> that was in New York area. And after talking for about a year up until, you know, when he became 17, they actually actually would meet halfway. They would take the bus, meet halfway at a McDonald's and have lunch and meet up. So he, as much of a loner, like I said, he was, he still found a girl. So there's hope for us Yes, there is. Good job. Right? Good job, Marky. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, uh, March 1998 uh, uh, was a cloudy day. At 3 p.m., a UPS driver knocked on the door, and Marky's mom answered. <clears throat> uh, she picked up the package from the driver and read the label. The return address was Samantha Brown, 1863 South High Street by Cyrus... Ohio, which is a very small town, a state over. Mm -hmm. She didn't recognize the name, but Marquis always got packages from different people, so she didn't think twice of it. And she thought, well, he's working a, uh, work another deal. Uh, working another deal, stuff like that. And so, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So the mom brought the package to Marquis. He read the address, didn't recognize it either, but still, it's a package is a package. Maybe he missed something online, whatever. Remember, this isn't the, the day of the internet where you get automatic notifications, yeah. emails. If it comes, it comes. <clears throat> or you have to physically, we're not physically, but you have to yeah, get in there and check your email. You didn't just get a pop-up, you know? Yeah. So maybe something something like that, right? So there's all sorts of uh, things that justify why it was brought in there. He didn't recognize it. He started unwrapping. A little box was inside the box. So he's like, okay, you know, putting a lot of styrofoam around it, you know. So when the mom came in there, she also noticed that he was on the CB radio talking to his girlfriend. And they were having conversations back and forth. And as he was describing the box to his girlfriend at the same time, when his, his mom was just standing there, because she was curious to look yeah. what's in it, because she would look at some of the stuff he would get, you know. Mm -hmm. And so basically, as he's opening up the package, she, his girlfriend, at the same time, seconds before, says, you know, wouldn't that be funny? Or no, she goes, watch out, it could be a bomb. That was her quote. As soon as she said that, seconds later, the mom says, the package exploded. Oh, she, damn. She flew to the other side of the room, hitting her back, the mom. 
Yeah. Her kneecap was blown off. Oh. It completely blown off. The, wow. hand, the hand that was resting on her son's shoulder as he was opening up the package, all her fingers were blown off. Dang. That's, that's the nasty. Mar- really, yeah. The box that was on Marquis' lap, that was sitting on his thigh, his right thigh, or left thigh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> his left thigh blew a softball-sized hole through his thigh. Ooh, you could see straight through. So the bone, everything was gone. It was like it was just incinerated. It was blown away. The shrapnel also cut up both of them pretty bad because the pipe bomb had was was uh, what is it called? Uh, it was uh, lined on the outside with hex nuts. Those little uh, oh, hex nuts. yeah, brass hex nuts. So when that sucker blows, the shrapnel from the pipe, and then also those just flying, yeah. to, you know, at, at super high rates of speed, they're gonna cut you. They're gonna land into your body. Everything. Oh yes, yeah, it's, it's meant to do damage. Basically. Yeah. Um, Makes sure bombs are the worst. Yes. So basically, the police chief that was on on duty, 100 feet away, it shook the building, and they, the three policemen that were on on duty, including the, the police chief himself ran there as soon as it happened, like seconds after it happened, they entered the house. The house was a little bit on fire. They put the fire out. They were trying to render aid to both of them at the same time. Yeah. Uh, the, the, fire, the fire department came, uh, did what they could, got got uh, Marquis and his mom to the hospital. Unfortunately, uh, just minutes after getting to the hospital, Marquis was pronounced dead. Yeah. Uh, it blew basically his, well, obviously it blows that much out of your leg. Problem is, it blew the main artery, you know, was wide gone. open, and yeah. he bled out. There was like, there was like zero chance for them to. I mean, obviously, you could probably try to like. I mean, they just didn't have the time. In my opinion, they probably, if they had a little more time, they probably would have freaking chopped his leg off. Yeah. And then tied it up and, and stopped. Yeah. Right there. Like a turn like a turning game. Yeah. Or yeah. There was just no way. There's too much damage. <laughs> he bled out way too fast. Wow. And for a 17 year old. Um, that was a bad way to go. Chris Marquis was pronounced dead at the hospital, right? Mm-hmm. So mom's in um, ICU. As she recovers, they find out. She finds out her son's dead. Father's not in the picture. He's long gone. So mm-hmm. um, this is them. Yeah. And so the police were wondering who the hell would do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is a 17 year old kid. You blow this kid up in the neck. Yeah. <clears throat> so he's. The police are trying to figure this out. The FBI was called in. The uh, what is it? The um, Major Crimes Unit was called in. So they tackled this because they're, you know, anytime a bomb is involved, yeah, it's, it's a terrorist act basically. Mm-hmm. So the FBI was all over. Yeah. So they're gonna get to. They're gonna try to get to the bottom of this as soon mm-hmm. as possible. Dang. The FBI uh, had problems in the beginning because everything that was a part of that bomb, there was nothing to stand for. Yeah. It was just everyday stuff you could buy from a hardware store. Yeah. So like, the police were trying to like, they were like, okay, how, how are we gonna attack this? While well, the FBI was trying to figure out the bomb itself, and the major crimes unit was doing their research, the police actually did something smart and went online to see exactly what he was up to on the computer because they were like, well, it has to do something. What it, what was on the computer? What was yeah. on the computer? And they found out that, like I said, he he would snub people, mm-hmm. and he had a lot of complaints. They went they they went into different chat rooms and forums where he was mentioned and people were putting up his information 
Or they were saying, stay away from this seller. He's bad, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so they're like, man, you know, he wasn't exactly the most stand-up kid that we thought. Mm -hmm. They also found out he had an alter ego. Alter like a different personality. Oh, okay. So he told people online he was 27 years old, <laughs> married, and had two kids. And a CD store downtown. Wow. None of which was true. Nope. <laughs> wow, good story there. Yeah, he was not an honest uh, businessman at all. Like I told you, he would do that inferior equipment. As a result, one message in particular raised an eye of the police. It was something that stood out. Yes. Okay. A user named by uh, the name of N.C. Tomcat wrote, I'm posting all over, quote, the internet about this uh, jerk and what uh, and to avoid him there is uh, he never comes through with his uh, equipment that is uh, posted or his things that he sells he's totally ripping you off here's his address which he posted <clears throat> and he said if I could I would fly there and recoup everyone's lost money and give him some uh, serious dental bills to deal so there's a threat. there's a threat right there right so the police look at this one because other people have complaints, but this this person was really pissed. Yeah. So they asked the mom, did they have any problems with a specific person? You know, did, did he ever mention anything? You know, bad blood of the people. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Did he did he ever say you know so and so's mother or whatever? And she said uh, that she was that he was having a problem with a customer named Christopher Bean. Dean had sent a package to Marquise just three weeks prior. After, uh, uh, and, and, and I guess the package was a bunch of equipment that he was selling to uh, to Dean, or he was selling to Marquise. Mm -hmm. And he asked for uh, materials and for paying back, and he gypped them. Instead of giving him uh, the amount he wanted, he gave him a lesser amount and a lesser value. He, he basically ripped them off. He basically ripped them off. So, um, there is no, they were trying to, they were, they were like, okay, then, um, you know, would this guy have the nerve to do it? They started looking up Dean's records, mm -hmm. you know, he had some issues or whatnot, but he, nothing on this guy. It's all minor, all minor things. Yeah, so, uh, you know, a couple, uh, what is it, the, it hits the news and the coverage of a 17-year-old being bombed and dying and everything else like that. And all of a sudden, they get a tip. The FBI gets a call. Uh, one of Dean's friends called the police. The friend said that some guy in Vermont had ripped them off. He didn't complain to him. They went out for beers a couple weeks prior. And Dean was complaining about this guy that ripped them off. Dean told the friend uh, that he was uh, learning how to make a pipe bomb. And his friend just laughed and said, okay. It was funny. It's funny, you know. He, yeah, we get it. You're pissed off, and that would be a good comeback. But uh, yeah, you're not gonna get it. Yeah, he ain't trouble for <laughs> Yeah, because like, say for instance, you're like some guy like uh, hits your car, and you're like, man, I could kill that guy. Yeah, you're yeah. not actually gonna do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, that's not exactly an option, right? It's just something you say out of anger. Yeah. So that's what he was taking it as. And um, so he goes. Uh, so then, just two days prior to to the bombing. Uh, Dean laughed and had another uh, beer with his, his buddy and said, hey, uh, I'm going to send that dude a present one day. And mm -hmm. it's, it's like, you're still harping on that? Like, his buddy's like, you're still harping on that? 
And the police said, you think why did he come, come forward and say something? Because I didn't think he had it in him. I thought he was joking. I would have thought he was joking, too. Yeah. Like, I mean, you're sitting there, you're drinking, having beer. Yeah, and, he, and that's when usually you say the most retarded things. Exactly. Like drinking. So he, goes, he goes, yeah, you know, I'm a... a uh, you can blow this guy up or something like that. You're like, yeah, okay, calm down. Hey, you're funny. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> they give this guy another shot. <laughs> yeah, he's one, right? He's calm down. And he, he, even his friend said, look, I get it. It's a lot of money he was ripped off. But still, you know, he didn't, he didn't think it was worth yeah. anything like that. So he thought he was bluffing. So interesting thing is Dean was a truck driver. The day of the bombing, he was in route. Uh, he was in route uh, or the day before. He was en route that passed a office in Bucyrus, Ohio, which was the mail office. He made up the fictitious address and mailed it from that particular post office. Mm-hmm. So it came from Bucyrus, but as a fake address. Yeah. And so right then and there, because they checked the log with his company, they were like, wait a minute. He was driving to Bucyrus at the time. Mm-hmm. So they're like, this has to be our guy. So please, yeah. they're, they're, they're checking up on him. They're like, this, is, this has to be the... The guy get a little closer. Yeah, so they so they the FBI goes over there, gets a search warrant, checks his house, and in the backyard there is literally like a two foot crater and shrapnel on the floor. And right away it looks like the same pipe that was found at Marquis's house. Like it matched up. Yeah, so basically he was doing a test run. This was from like a, probably a week or two before, mm-hmm. testing out his skills. Hmm. And uh they found more incriminating things. They found fragments of a pipe bomb, brass heck nuts in his same garage. Same time. Same stuff. And they found batteries, the Duracell batteries. Okay. You know those deep ones? Yeah. The, the black and gold. Yeah. You remember on those batteries? Oh. Yeah. You remember on the battery packs where you used to be able to put them in the middle of the plastic thing and test their strength, how much strength they had left on them? Um, I think I remember you have to go like, you have to like press them. Yeah, you have to touch the bottom and the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. So, I think they were steam batteries or whatever. But it was one of those ones where you could touch it and it would, it would show you. It was like a lithium battery. Exactly, there you go. Mm-hmm. I remember that was big back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, they figured out, they were like, wait a minute, you have three packs here in your garage. There's one battery missing. So, they called the other department and they said, do you still have all the stuff, you know, for the bomb? And like, of course, they're like, is there a battery among all that stuff? Lo and behold, there was. So right ahead, this is the one That's thing. Because anyone could claim, you know, he could claim, well, I wasn't there. Yeah. I've never been to Vermont. Mm-hmm. You know, anyone has hex nuts and anyone could have this stuff in their yeah. house. But the battery, the battery is the thing that put him, even with it. You could still probably, at that time, talk your way out of the incriminating internet. Yeah, everything else. Stuff, everything else, yeah. And it's all hearsay with a friend. He said, the, he, should, he said, he said, yeah. Yeah, but the thing that sunk his battleship <laughs> was that battery. The battery. Because that Duracell, back in the day, yeah. used to put a time stamp on the bottom of the battery, also in the serial number. The serial number and the time stamp matched that package that was still sitting there with one battery still in it because mm-hmm. there's two per box. Yeah. So that sunk his boat. Yeah. Right away. Damn. There was no talking out of that. No. He, he did it, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, so they also found a, a program on his uh, on his. Uh, also, this well, that was the first thing, but later on mm-hmm. they would find he had a program on how to make a pipe bomb. He had uh, fake labels made up. Why didn't he just delete his history? 
not too smart. No. <laughs> and he also had a, um, they found a packaging uh, labeling thing on his, on his, uh, on his uh, computer where he made up the actual Cyrus address. Oh, he made like a fake name, fake yep. everything. And so he made all that and it was right there. Like, so, it was like, explain this. Yeah, uh, exactly. So basically the, the cops were like, okay, man, all right, we got you red-handed. Pull him in, arrest him. Yeah. They're like, why? Why would you kill a 17-year-old? You know what I mean? Like over this, and, and why was it worth it? They wanted to know. The reason why he gave is because Dean had stolen some equipment from a local electronics store in his state. Okay. He wanted to trade Marquis the stolen equipment mm -hmm. for some other equipment that he could then turn and resell. Mm -hmm. Uh. He got the equipment, uh, what is it called? Uh, he thought he could get a, <clears throat> he got the equipment and he thought he could get a better price from Marquis. Marquis would give him the money and then everything he got was, you know, because obviously that equipment was stolen. So yeah. he wanted $800, Marquis gave him $200. Oh, and he gypped him about oh, like 600 bucks. 600 bucks. And also, he gave him equipment back that was a hell of a lot inferior because he just wanted stuff to where the serial numbers wouldn't match; it couldn't be traced back to him. Yeah. And so they, so that's why they knew, because the cops were even like, before he told them, they were like, well, "Why did you just come to the cops if you were drunk?" Yeah, exactly. That's why, because he was, he basically, he was the type of dude that, like, say for instance, those drug guys you see on live TV, sometimes they'll be like, "Hey, man, that guy stole my weed." You're not supposed to have weed. You know, exactly. that's one of those type of things. Yeah. Right? You stole my crap. You know, <laughs> the cops aren't going to help you. That's illegal. <laughs> the cops aren't yeah. going to help you. So he, they're like, well, we're not. And then the cops are like, oh, that's why. I mean, we're not going to help you recover stolen equipment that you stole. Exactly. You know? <laughs> so uh, Dean thought he could get away with it because he was 150 miles away. You know, the package would not be retraceable. They wouldn't get there. But that one battery led them back to him. That battery. And his, his comments online. And Dean, when they confronted him and said, you know, you killed Marquis, he was only 17 years old. He kind of showed a little remorse, but not really. And and they were like, he wasn't 27 years old. He wasn't you know, just a teenager. Yeah. Dean wound up, uh, he thought he committed the perfect murder. But in the end, uh, just 30 hours after the murder, he was arrested. Mm -hmm. That's how fast the FBI does work. They just they put the pieces together, and that was it. Super fast, and he actually uh, gave a plea deal to where he's in. Uh, he saved his he saved his goat in September of 1999 when he went to trial. He pleaded guilty, and he also pleaded out, giving the, the police and the court an explanation for everything because he was going to get the death penalty. Oh, they were going to. They're gonna send them off. Anytime you use bombs, yeah, that's, that's a death penalty. You mm -hmm. either create bodily harm or murder someone. Yeah. Like I think the you know the Boston Marathon Marathon guys. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, those guys. They killed a lot of people. Yeah, the, the when you do pipe bombs like that, that's a terroristic act. So even back then, before 9/11, uh, they're really strict on that. So uh, so yeah, it's a story of poor Jason Marquis. I say poor because he still didn't deserve to die. He really didn't. He was just a kid that would pull a lot of prank, you know. Yeah. Everybody. And, and I, I feel in the long run, he was a dick. And as the internet progressed, he probably would have got his comeuppance with someone actually doing physical harm to him. Yeah. Or he would have been caught 
eventually. the prosecutor. It would have been caught eventually. Yeah, yeah. And then probably when he couldn't be a threat no more, he would have lost his eyesight. So exactly, he would have been blind anyway. Like yeah, he wouldn't have been trolling on the internet. Maybe he's still on the CBs, but not. That's about it. That's about it. Yeah. You so. know, still he, was, he would have still been able to like, at least mess with the truck drivers. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. actually, that sounds pretty fun though. <laughs> <laughs> <That's right. laughs> we give him a fake answer. He'd be like. God dang, damn it. <laughs> Thanks, got it. <laughs> I'm not going to be here. <laughs> but yes, oh, that's a short story of Jason Marquis, man. Damn. Uh, just, that's just an unfortunate end to him. Yeah, I think, uh, like I said, I'll post pictures online uh, of what he looked like. And he wasn't he wasn't a winner, that's for sure. He looked, he, he looked like one of those guys that you would avoid. He kind of had the half mullet going to. Oh. Like, he looked like the Tiger King. Let's just put it Oh, really? <laughs> just without the mustache. Oh, okay. He was yeah. a young Tiger King. He was a, yeah, he was a <laughs> less gayer Tiger King. <laughs> hey, man, at least he got the girl, though. Yeah, he had a girl for a little bit, so. But that's like, the last words you ever heard. It might be a bomb. Yeah, yeah. That's it. When that, you know, it, it could be a bomb. I mean, yeah, it might be a bomb. Boom. Man's crazy, dude. I mean, like... His mom's still alive to this day, and I saw an interview um, when I was doing the research on it, and uh, she still says she's obviously super pissed that, you know, Dean really didn't show too much remorse. Yeah, but, really sorry. Yeah, but she misses her son, and she wishes that he had been more honest because then that wouldn't have happened. And it's true. You know, and nothing like that would ever happen, so. <sighs> That's the story of uh, young Marquis. Mm-hmm. And if you like what you heard, uh, listen, like, and subscribe. We're on iHeartRadio now. We are also on uh, Spotify, Podbean, and uh, Facebook. So look us up. And uh, if you have suggestions for a case, we'll get into it. We'll do our research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, slowly expanding. Exactly. This is a new format. We're going to look to get a pretty good boost here in a couple months. So hope you're on board and hope you like. So for Ty Fox and Big Renee, have a good evening. We gotta come up with a better. Yeah, we do. Have a good evening. Have a good evening. Have a whatever. Have a good Have a your house. Yeah. Okay. Happy Corona. (laughs) Just Uh, just kidding.